Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. Okay, everybody, welcome to Franchise Bible Radio with Rick and Rob. I'm Rob Ganley, your co-host. Rick Grossman, my partner, couldn't make it today, but I tell you what, we have an interesting guest, very powerful man that's done a lot of great things in the franchise industry. Can't wait to introduce him. Going to get to that in just a second. I wanted to thank our sponsor for all their support, uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, in supporting our book, Franchise Bible, and the radio program, Franchise Bible Radio. So thank you to them. And without further ado, I want to introduce our, today's guest. Uh, he's John Matone uh, from Intelligent Leadership uh, Executive Coaching, and it's a franchise. So we're going to talk about that vision. We're going to talk about executive leadership, intelligent leadership here in a minute. And so I want to introduce uh, uh, John right now. John, he is the co-founder and CEO. How are you doing today? Rob, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, what a great honor and privilege to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. You're welcome. Uh, look, yeah, looking forward to our conversation for sure. Thank you. I, I feel like every time we have an interview, it is like the best time for an interview, given what we're all going through. Like, Absolutely. We're all, I've seen a heightened level of innovation and leadership, right? So without further ado, let me just ask you, it's one of my favorite questions. Sure. How did you wind up where you are today? How did the brand come to be? How did this journey take you here? as co-founder of this amazing franchise. It, well, Rob, listen, <clears throat> I really appreciate that. So listen, it's been a, it's a, been a very interesting journey. I'm 64 years old. Um, I got a graduate degree in industrial psychology many, many years ago, going back about 40 years. And, uh, you know, started my, my career. I worked for a couple of big companies, Conoco in Houston. And um, basically around 29, 30 years old, I went to my wife, Gail, uh, and I said, you know, I would like to go start my own business, my own speaking business. And so the first iteration of, uh, of my business was, was literally me speaking all over the world. And I delivered over 1,500 engagements uh, and was traveling a lot. My wife and I raised four kids, and it became very, very difficult. About six years into that journey, um, it was pretty clear it wasn't working out. Uh, and my wife said, you know, there's, there's no money in the bank account here. So you're going to have to get a job. And I remember flying to New York, Rob, you know, <laughs> and I, and I did a speech and, um, and, uh, and I got a book opportunity and I wrote a book and, and the book was a big time failure. Uh, the book was called success yourself, went back into the corporate world, finally at age 40 for 15 years. And those 15 years were pivotal to what has evolved uh, in the last uh, two or three years. Um, it was 10 years ago when I literally had a calling to, to do something, you know, to go back and do what I was put on the earth to do. And um, I made a decision that it was going to be executive coaching. And I had done some coaching, uh, you know, uh, from age basically 50 to 54. And uh, that's where I got the start. I started writing books. I wrote a bunch of bestsellers, uh, started getting speaking engagements. I was hired by Steve Jobs, the late Steve Jobs, uh, about a year before he died. Uh, and then got another significant coaching assignment with the late Roger Enrico at PepsiCo. 
And my brand has continued to grow. Uh, and, and it's interesting from a franchise standpoint, you know, I would get feedback from executives all over the world. They say, John, you've got a franchisable model, you know, your process of intelligent leadership, executive coaching. And I'd hop on my airplane going back, you know, I'd be in Dubai and I'd fly back home and I would just not pursue it. And then finally, it was about two years ago, I said, you know something, I really should look at franchising this thing. And so I met Terry, you know, Terry's my partner in ILEC. I called him out of the blue. I said, Terry, I'm hearing all this feedback about, you know, I got this franchisable model, I got all this intellectual property and and uh, Terry and I, we, we, uh, we joined forces. It was about two years ago. We built the architecture for what ILEC is today. Okay. And uh, so there you have it. Uh, that's, that's where we're at. I love it. I love it. I love, I love the stories because it's like any guy that's achieved what you've achieved has some good failures to talk about. And I love that the honesty. That's a failure. The first, the first book, oh, it was a bomb. It was horrible. <laughs> Uh, but hey, you wrote it. You did it. You got it done. You learned every piece of what goes into that. And that's a success. And that's why you have the best sellers now. But Rob, guess who, guess who read the book? Guess who read the book? The book was a massive failure. Steve and Jobs? I don't know. It was, it was in 2010, Steve Jobs, about a year before dying, walking around a bookstore in Cupertino, California, pulled my book out of the bookshelf. And he read the book and he took my assessment called the MLEI, which now is part of our franchise offering. Yeah. And he didn't like his score. Literally, that's what happened. The next thing you know, we had a call uh, at our home, literally our home. We had a message. You know, we had the message recorders back then. And that's how that's how I got an opportunity to meet him. And and I, and you know and when I hear failure, I hear I hear experiment, right? I don't hear failure, and I and that is the what an amazing story. I think I'll probably tell that story a hundred times because I've had that experience in my life too, where it, it oh, yeah. looks like oh man, that was a failure, and then you look at it and you say I met my best customer partner because of it, right, or whatever. But I mean, to get a call from Steve Jobs, you're probably thinking to yourself, did I hear that right? You know, replay that message. Yeah. Oh man! It was well, it was an inflection point. Uh, there's no question. I feel very humbled. Uh, you know, some people have actually said to me, "You know, you got lucky." You know, and 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 I guess you know at times I've thought about that. That yeah, there was probably you know certainly some luck involved, but I almost I almost uh, I almost believe it was meant to be. You know, I I actually felt like it was it was just meant to be for us to connect and you know because my opportunity to work with him uh, was really honestly the foundation of what uh, we call intelligent leadership executive coaching today yeah. uh, the franchise opportunity that we're bringing to you know talented uh, talented people so they can bring it you know to leaders yeah. uh, and yeah. companies you know it's it's unbelievable well tell, tell me more about that like in, in your comments about we, you know, at Franchise Bible, um, you know, and Entrepreneur Franchise Advisors, we work a lot with businesses as well. And one of the things we tell a business owner is yeah. that, does people, do people tell you you should franchise this or they want to run a version of it? Or uh, that's like one of the first signs that you, you yes. really need to think about that, right? Uh, so it's a tremendous way to distribute your vision and, and do it in, in an innovative way. But so tell Thank me you. more about that. Tell me more about who you serve. Like, what exactly is this in intelligent leadership? coaching and, and how do you serve folks through this franchise platform? 
We have a vision and our vision was uh, created very quickly. Uh, I, I think within two phone calls, Terry, Terry and I, uh, and it's, it's to change the world. Yeah. Uh, one leader, one organization at a time. And it's by equipping our franchisees with uh, the tools, the process and the philosophy that we believe is missing in the world of leadership. And, and you know, Rob, you know, from your experience, you know, we, we've got a massive gap in leadership right now in the world. It's certainly been intensified with the pandemic. Uh, obviously people working virtually, people feel very, very much alone. Um, and uh, what, what I've learned in the last 10 years through my experiences uh, that led to us building the architecture of what ILEC is today is that if you can strengthen an organization's leadership, it's literally an algorithm. Uh, and it's the same thing in our families, by the way. You know, it's, it's interesting, right? So families need leadership. So do organizations, so do sports teams, any entity in the world that's going to drive transformative results. You've got to have great leadership and, and you've got to possess the right talent on your team. And you've got to build a culture that ignites passion and drive and alignment. And so that's what's missing. And when you look at ILEC, we're so excited about it because we're, we're providing our franchisees with a lot of content and processes and tools that they can bring to the marketplace. Literally, it doesn't matter what the organization is, Rob. You know, uh, it could be a small company, it could be a mid-sized company, it could be an entrepreneurial pursuit, it could be a Fortune 5 literally every organization in the world can benefit uh, from an opportunity to work with one of our coaches. Yeah. No. So tell me a little bit more about that, that in light of this whole virtual world we're in and, yeah. and in light of the stress that has been created because of it, like these, these leaders, right? These executives are now faced with challenges. Some of them, some of them are challenges of growing more than they expected. Others are challenges of contracting quite a bit. Digital, digitization, we talk about that a lot. Folks just yeah. not keeping up with change. How do you then take this leadership model? I mean, it, it seems to me like it's more need now more than ever uh, because if you don't do it, you, you may be extinct in the next few years, right? So tell Very me accurate. Yeah. yeah, listen, you're, you're, you're tracking 100% uh, with me on this. Um, so I would say the philosophical differentiator of ILEC, uh, and there's, there's three, but the big one is that our inner core, uh, our soul, if you will, drives our outer core. And when you look at the inner core, you look at things that really a lot of executives, a lot of leaders really honestly don't get in touch with. Uh, Self-concept, value system, character, uh, positive thinking patterns, positive emotions, uh, a belief, a conviction in the depths of your soul that you can make a difference. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a big difference between thinking that you can do something and truly believing it. Yeah. Uh, those are truly the igniters to performance, you know, oh, yeah. and, and it doesn't matter if you're an executive running a fortune five, if you're a parent and a family, whatever skills and behaviors that you need as a parent, we call that the outer core. 
If you look at a leader, you got to be a strategic thinker, critical thinker, right? None of those skills and behaviors automatically happen. It's all ignited from the inner core. ILEC is about literally helping leaders get in better touch with what's going on in the inside from a good standpoint, but also what are some of the things that could be holding them back? Maybe their thinking patterns are off. Maybe their character's off. Uh, and we don't want our franchisees to be psychologists. Uh, we, we've got a way to sort of get to that line that's magical, if you will, where the leader will make the decision to be vulnerable. They'll raise their hand and say, yes, I'm willing to work on this. And it's unbelievable what they end up exploring and finding out about their gifts and also things that could hold them back. And so to me, that's a, that's a big one, you know, um, you know, inner core drives outer core. Here's another one. Uh, in medicine, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. Right, right. Well, it's the same thing in the work that we do. Right. And there's a lot of executive coaches out there who may not do their due diligence, who may not think like doctors. We think like doctors mm -hmm. uh, at ILEC. We do our due diligence. We measure and calibrate the inner core. We make sure that what we're looking at is accurate. And we also calibrate the outer core. And it's literally the interplay of the inner core and the outer core that when you partner with your client can unleash them to become the best that they can be. So that's a, that's a real big one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. I, I've worked with some of the top CEOs in the world, very humbly said. And, and some of these people, mid-60s, I get a phone call and they say, listen, I'm very successful, but I also realize that, you know, it's disruptive out there. I need to get better. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's unbelievable, you know, and I get chills when I get those phone calls. Well, I can tell you that these people are on another level, very, very talented, but they realize that they can get better. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it's not a massive change. A lot of times more frequently, it's a very small change. Yeah. But they need a partner. They need somebody that they can trust. You know, somebody that can hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. uh, and and those are some of the things that that we that, that's, that we teach. We, we, we literally certify our coaches. Uh, we master certify them mm -hmm. so that they can bring those talents to make a difference to their clients. Oh, yeah. I Well, I told you earlier before we got started, you know, my background is sales, marketing, growth, you know, now technology wrapped into all that because I was in the technology field in yeah. sales and marketing. Sure. And uh, <clears throat> I can't tell you how absolutely true. I mean, inner conviction, having the right mindset, it could be just the simplest tweak opens up a massive shift, right? No and question. I always found that the, the most successful guys become more, even more humbler as they get more successful. But they tend, I mean, you know, I work with a lot of different people, but I, I do feel like there's a little bit of a path, I, at least I've, what I've read, right? More than meeting people like yourself. Um, but, but I've met some, some successful people too. And, but I tell you that is, and, and I feel like it's because they realize, I think at some point, the massive amount, just like yourself and Terry, frankly, that have a massive opportunity to influence the world and people and, and businesses and what that means to your clients, your employees, your, your whole network. And, and I think these guys realize they need someone, like you said, that uh, is really on their side, both ways, right? Like I'm in your court, but that means I might be hard on you too. I might help, help you see things differently. And, and I, I tell you, I think that's an amazing thing. And I think coaching itself is also coming into a place where 
It is. You got you have a big academic background. I think now in, in, at Harvard and places like that, they're teaching executive coaching. It's like a very important track because they're seeing yeah. that it's absolutely vital for for awesome. to run businesses, especially You're, now. No, listen, you got it. Uh, yeah, it, the the opportunities. Uh, first of all, the the market growth is just not going to stop. You know, and 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 again, the pandemic, the, the this pandemic that we're still in um, has created a sense of isolation in people. Uh, people are raising their hands all over the world saying, I need help, I feel alone. I need my manager, I need my organization that I work for. I'm proud to be part of this organization, but I need people who are um, willing to show their heart to me, okay? I need, I need a manager who's willing to over-communicate with me, collaborate with me, you know? Um, those are the pieces that in this day and age, if you're gonna be a great leader, you really gotta push the envelope on. You've gotta really excel. You know, really it's the C's, you know? Communicate, collaborate, uh, care, concern, compassion, courtesy. I mean, those, right? Those are critical and they're, and they're and they're even more critical in our families. You know, it's all the same. Yeah, it, yeah. It's all the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, um, the awakening for me, for John Matone at 54, it took me a long time to grow up. It really did. It took me a long growing. time. I still feel like I'm looking. <laughs> I'm still growing. Yeah. I'm still growing. I tell this story. Uh, I realized through the calling that I had, uh, that I, I had really made a lot of mistakes in my life. Now, I, listen, we have four kids, four grandchildren. I think I'm a really good father, really good grandfather. My wife and I have been married 42 years. I think I was pretty good. But at 54, I realized that my journey on this earth was not about me. I realized finally that my journey was about the extent to which I could touch the hearts and the minds and the souls of people in my life. When I realized that and I embraced it and I internalized it and I practiced it authentically in my family, in the business, unbelievable things started to happen. That's what we bring to our clients, our franchisees, right? It's not about you, yeah, yeah. not about you. It's about others. And, um, you know, the companies out there that are looking for operating success and sustaining operating success, and that, that would be 100% out there, um, your key, your algorithm, the predictor of it, are the leaders out there who have the courage to show their heart. That's the key. Yeah. Right? Now, obviously, the intellect's going to be important, Right. Assuming that's there, right? We're you got to it's already there. And, but, you know, it, what we're yeah. talking about feels like common sense to me, right? Like, no. and I'm starting to feel like, you know, but it, it is, is, right? It, it simply is not common sense. But, but you know, I, I think for some of us, we grow up certain ways and we have certain experiences and maybe we're blessed in that way that we, that we were able to learn from others or whatever. But, yeah, you know, to me, I've always been a guy that leads with his heart, right? I try to make good rational decisions, but... I feel yep. like I got to be genuine. I mean, you talk about sales and marketing. I mean, I am one of the best, I believe. I, but one of the things that makes me the best at it when I am, because I yep. failed to at that, it's always about the belief, right? That conviction and the willingness to be honest and authentic. And if you don't feel like you're making a move in other people's lives, like 
I help my customers because I want to see them make an improvement that impacts others, right? In a positive way, their clients. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, that's abundance. That's the abundant mentality, you know? And and you're not going to go wrong. Uh, it's always going to come back to you um, in, in our lives with a mentality that, that you've got, you know? Uh, not everybody's got that mentality. You know, mo- a lot of mentality in the world of business is selfishness, right? And what happens is with all the disruption going on and all the confusion going on and the competition for people's time, uh, people are are losing touch with their soul. Mm -hmm. And um, when when you can help somebody see the connection between balanced self image, right? Being vulnerable, operating with an impeccable value system, impeccable character, like you, like you said, very accurately, you've got to have a deep conviction about yourself, but it can't be, you can't go too far. You've got to have a strong, quiet conviction about yourself without being overly flamboyant, you know, because, because you, then you're going to lose the balance and then you're going to become arrogant, right? And then, then nobody wants to be around you. Mm-hmm. So to your point, right, it's a deep conviction counterbalanced by the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- these are some of the things that, you know, we equip our, our, our very talented franchisees with. Um, and, you know, listen, we've got, you know, some really experienced executives, you know, and what we do is we teach them mm-hmm. intelligent leadership, executive coaching. Mm-hmm. So when you take their pedigree, their pedigree with what we teach them, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable what they can bring to their clients. Yeah, no, that is, it, 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 you know, and again, Combining the, the coaching model with franchising is a fantastic concept, right? In and of itself. I love both of them. Thank you. And uh, but tell me a little bit, real quick, I was just thinking of this last year that we've all been sure. um, Is there like a, a story that, that you feel like, whether it was one of your franchisees, uh, just something that kind of encapsulates what we're talking about, plus the, the pandemic's influence on it? Is there a story that, or just something you want to share about like what touched you or an impact you made or your team made or, or your franchisees made in this last year? Is it, is it something you, that jumps out at you? That Well, this is interesting. It's, a, it's an excellent question. Um, so we're off to a really fast start. Okay. We've been around for a year uh, and we've got, uh, we've got 11 franchisees soon, soon to have 12 which is really, really good when you consider that we, you know, Terry and I actually launched this at the beginning of a, of a, of a pandemic. Um, what, what are we proud of? We're really, really proud, honestly, of all of them who um, are so, I would say, you know, Rob, who have bought into this IL philosophy that I shared just a little bit about earlier. Um, but we're so excited to see successes early on with all of our franchisees actually winning significant coaching deals, mm-hmm. which, which honestly, uh, you know, can, can take some time. Mm-hmm. But we've got franchisees that have been around two months who are closing significant deals mm-hmm. with organizations. And uh, just the open attitude, you know, we have a performance support team that uh, is really good. 
and, and our performance support team. And I'm on that team too. I'm willing to help out anytime I can. So is Terry. Um, so we're just really, really tickled with just the openness of our franchisees, how they're diving in to learn and how they're actually moving the needle with respect to helping clients build stronger leadership, better talent, better culture. It's humbling. Well, and I tell you, we both said it in this conversation, it's probably one of the best times uh, needed the most. And it's yep. great to see that people are recognized. And that's why your, 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 your franchisees are seeing that because people need help. It's just the bottom line. And it, it's almost like we bypass the ego. We we just we know now we're we're in deep. We need help, you know. And and I think that's a great sign for for the profession of coaching and and, and everything that that's about. I'm a big believer in it. I don't. It's amazing. Like Steve Jobs, right? What does that tell you? How much success could you ever have in life? And look at a book and say, I need help. I need to talk to this guy. I know. If he needs a coach, we all I know need that. <laughs> no, see, and that's a very good point because. Not only that, he's dying of pancreatic cancer. And he's in a bookstore and he picked up my book. He picked up a bunch of books. You know why? He was trying to, he knew he was dying. And he was just trying to get as centered as he could, you know. Um, and by the way, very interesting. And I've shared this, by the way, uh, 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 in, in my speeches. Listen, this guy had a heart, you know, maybe he didn't show it. Um, you, you know, uh, but he had a heart and, and people got a glimpse of his heart when he spoke, when he spoke on the stage is when he, he let his heart out. Um, I had the opportunity to see his heart, uh, a little bit, uh, his, his regret was that he didn't show his heart enough, uh, as a leader, uh, even, even in his family. Uh, and and that's a message I think to to the you know the leaders listening in. Um, listen, there's a lot of smart people out there. There's no shortage of intellect. IQ is really high in the world. You know, that's not the differentiator. The differentiator is your your soul, your soul and your heart. And if you bring it out authentically as a real human being, you're going to build a bond. Uh, you're going to build you're going to build trust. Uh, and you're going to build a partnership, a collaborative relationship with everybody in your life. And there's no stopping a team. There's no stopping a team, you know? So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now, I always sense that too, what you said about Steve, because obviously there's a reputation now that he has post all the books and different things. And, and I always felt that I felt like he got into a rhythm where he was this guy to get things done. He had a vision yeah. burning in him, but he just didn't take the time to really express what was really in there. And when you would hear him interviewed, he, he did seem like a sensitive guy. Like he was a good dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like what's this other guy that was, I know, you know, you could see it. I mean, actually, if you, if you're in tune to it, I mean, people should go back and watch his videos because yeah. you actually saw a really authentic human being on the stage or in the interview format. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know, no doubt. No doubt. it's unbelievable. So he got into that zone in that situation, but when he was at work, he was in a in a totally different zone, really honestly very unaware of the impact that this had on on people, you know. Here's the thing. You can drive for results. That's not different. Everybody, every every successful person in the world is driven to accomplish unbelievable things. 
a lot of the a lot of the leaders that I've worked with, uh, they don't understand that they're not mutually exclusive concepts that you can drive and be sensitive at the same time. You can do both. You can do both. You can drive and you can be sensitive. That's going to optimize your chances for success. Yeah. Interesting, right? I love that. Thank you. Because I think you validated sort of like my, my, my too nice. Am I, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But as, as, as whenever you're managing anything or a team, you, you always balance that, right? You're saying, you know, what, where, where do I, where do I do that? But I think it's important to do both. And that's what I don't hear that. Often, right. So, uh, well, that, that's amazing. And, you know, I wanted to let our listeners um, learn a little bit more about the opportunity. Where, where can they find more about uh, the franchise opportunity on your website? Do you have a website that you could share? Yeah, we actually have uh, multiple, multiple websites. Um, let's see the one that, uh, let's see the one that, uh, uh, let's see. Um, let's see, which one do I want to give? You know, the best thing to do, actually, because we have multiple, uh-huh. Yeah, Rob, is just for people to go to Google. Just yeah. go to Google and type in Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching Franchise. Okay. And when they type that in, all kinds of stuff will come up. Websites and so on and so forth. That's probably the best thing to do. I, that sounds good. You know what? And that's probably the best answer I've heard in a long time. Because <laughs> now... <Go> Google. <laughs> As a technology guy, I'm telling you, it's not about a website. It's about a web presence, right? It's about <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So, and Google would be the first step for that. Go to that's Google. Fun. Yeah. Well, beautiful. And I know that's what I did. So there you go. Uh, so before we, we uh, and we're coming to the end of the show, I just wanted to, and you shared so much, but is there one thing, and I thought I heard one thing that I would take, you know, as that one critical point for a leader to take. But what if you could, you know, given where we are and what we're facing as a country and as 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 Americans, what would be that one thing you could share with with leaders today that you might want to leave with them today? Is is there one thing or something you might share? It, there's so many things, you know, uh, and I think we we hit quite a few of them, Rob. The one, I guess, the one that um, you know, the the one parting message for the leaders listening in is this is not going to get easier. You know, it is going to get infinitely uh, just 10x, 100x the challenges uh, of leading people uh, and igniting people to excel and sustain that mentality of making a difference. And this is true for our families, too. I keep on drawing that connection to families because, you know, we, we got to strengthen our families, too. And it takes leadership to do it. I believe that, uh, you know, that's, it's critical. Um, You know, um, be proud of the gifts, you know, and strengths that you've got. There's a lot of people out there who kind of take their gifts and strengths for granted. You know, I'm sure you've seen people like that, you know, Hey, you know, I've been given these gifts and strengths and, you know, um, I I've worked with some professional athletes, you know, and, um, you know what I really love about working with athletes? They never take their gifts for granted. They, they commit to polishing those gifts. And it's, it's interesting in the world of leadership. I think we got to be really clear what our real differentiators are, what our strengths are, the gifts that we've been given, and let's commit to making those gifts and strengths even stronger tomorrow than they are today. 
because honestly, if we do that, beautiful stuff's going to flow to the world. You know, now I also believe that we do need to attend to gaps and weaknesses and so on and so forth. But um, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take those gifts and strengths and just, um, just multiply them. So that's my message. You know, uh, don't, don't ever take the, be proud of those gifts and strengths. They've served you well. Um, and they should be able to serve you well into the future dealing with disruption. Well, that's well said, well put. Thank you so much. Uh, I enjoy these, these talks. I really do. It's, it's an honor for me to, to meet with folks like you. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, I think the impact of coaching is, uh, you, can't, you can't say enough about it. Having a franchise mind, model behind it. Anyone listening? I'm a franchise guy and, and believe in the model, the success rate of franchising and the profession of coaching combined. Yep. Uh, and a guy like this that has created a lifetime worth of work, you've encapsulating these things. So uh, amazing Thank stuff. You. Yeah, and I just, I want to keep an eye on things. I look forward to having you back on the show when you're over a hundred franchisees. And there you go. You know what I mean? Let's get a few of these other tech guys uh, under your <laughs> leadership. How about we do that? I love it. No, yeah. So anyway, it was great having you. Thank you so much. Uh, everybody, John Matone, uh, it's a pleasure having you today and bye for now. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, everybody.